Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tadaima Terrace House Podcast, your weekly companion to your favorite show on Netflix. I'm Robert Scarponito, and I'm joined here by Daily Wilhelm. Konbanwa. Jack Zapata. Irashamase. And Colin Sparling. No, you. No, you. No, you. And this is the rest of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> yeah, for the next hour. Well, actually, we'll do a two-hour special just with that. No, you. Uh, no, you. No, you. Oh, no, you. Dangerous. dangerous. It's really Me? dangerous, isn't it? You. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, as I'm sure you've noticed by the name of the podcast episode, we're going to talk about the two almost couples, maybe couples, pseudo-couples to come out of part one and part way through part two. Uh, we're going to talk about Kenny and Risiko, and we're going to talk about Shohei and Kaudi. Uh, and uh, I've got yeah. kind of a bald spot here on my chin from how much chin stroking I've been doing watching these and thinking about these two couples like, what happened? What could have been? What are we? What, what, what are you guys doing over there? A lot of nothing. questions. Yeah. <laughs> and no way. And no, 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 no answers. No answers I found. Yeah. I don't think I even have to shave this week. All the uh, chin stroking I've been doing. I, yeah, I don't know. No. Like, I, I feel like. Uh, I feel like, oh my God, why am I forgetting Hana? Like I'm looking out for love. I have this. I'm making the salute and with mm. my hand over my eyes, looking out for love, and I ain't finding it, y'all. Mm. Not not in these interviews. You know, I appreciate that you told us what that means up front instead of waiting three weeks to tell us in the car. Like, she oh yeah, 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 exactly. Really. Like mm-hmm. I, this this actually means something. It's symbolic. Right. <laughs> Sorry, four episodes later. Oh yeah, yeah. it's this. <laughs> so that insignificant thing I did. So to fuel our discussion here, uh, a lot like what we did, man, this was six months ago, maybe now when we talked about the intro interviews for the the first six people, Uh, we're doing a little bit of that, but kind of uh, flip it a bit. We're going to talk about their exit interviews, courtesy of Costco subs, who has so graciously translated all of these clips from another terrace and so on. Uh, so we're going to link those in the description, in the show notes below, if you want to peruse them at your own leisure, Yeah. but, uh, we're also just going to talk about them and, uh, have a lot of fun with it. Hopefully. Yeah. Also, um, watch them on desktop because the subtitles don't tend to show up on iPhones. At least I don't know about Android, oh. but I've gotten feedback like that. So oh, that's good to know. Yeah, I, I can't those remember if I tried desktop. to view it on mobile and I have an Android. I, I don't remember trying to view it on mobile. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, no matter how you watch it, feel free to watch it because there's some interesting little tidbits there. And I think we're going to kick off our discussion by focusing on Cowdy, the latest of the four members to leave the house. She left at what, 18, 17, 18 mm. ish? Or was know, it as a, uh, as a member of the Cowrie Defense Force, I enjoyed her exit interview. I thought she had some good nuggets here. Mm. And good I, lighting, I, good skin. She's looking good. Yes. <laughs> Calvary always I mean, looks good. I don't think yeah. there was a single moment I was like, oh, Calvary looks worse for wear. She was always, mm, and her nails were always done. Really nice. Mm. She yeah. she definitely had a lot of growing up that she did in this house. She said like in the first five months, it's like she grew up again, which I think that's pretty common, right? With terrace house people, uh, a lot of learning about who you really are, right? In the face yeah. of reality TV. Yeah, it didn't seem like she had like too many close friends growing up and, you know, maybe not a lot of experience dealing and living with other people. 
But, um, you know, Terrace House is certainly going to help people grow that are there for that growth and for that experience. I mean, I got the vibe more so during this interview with her that she's kind of like, I don't know the word, like an influencer, like a guru. I can see why people gravitate towards her. I just think she's very popular among men, among women. She just seems like the kind of person you would want to stand in line for a long time to get like a book signed or something like that. I get that vibe from her for some reason. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, I definitely think she, like Robert was saying, she definitely grew as a, as a person, probably some of the most out of this first group of people. And I also think that, uh, like, based on what she says in this interview, uh, she talks relatively objectively about a lot of people other than Rio, as we see later. Um, and I, I really feel like it kind of kind of just reiterates how she leaves the house, right? Because she leaves the house. She's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to an apartment in London. Okay, bye. Uh, and it was just very sudden. And you could definitely tell she just didn't really feel all that attached to a lot of the people she interacted with in the house, I, I got the sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing with Calorie for me, and it really solidified after watching this exit interview and the way that she talked about everyone, I don't think that any of these people were actually like that kind of stepping stone that helped her grow. I think that this was just like a time in her life and if she wasn't in Terrace House, she would still come to some of the same realizations about like, her art and her career and what she wanted to do. Like, I feel like even if she wasn't necessarily like in Terrace House having those discussions, like maybe she would have had them with her brother. Maybe she would have had them with Alan, the dog. Like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like Terrace House didn't necessarily facilitate this growth. I think we just were lucky enough to see it happen on Terrace House. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of get what you're, you're saying there. Uh, I think what's really funny to me about most of these interviews we're going to talk about today is that I feel like for all of them, I learned more about the other people in the house than I did that person that they're interviewing. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Cowdy's, I think, is the biggest example of it because the first one of the first questions they she, they ask her is basically, hey, rattle off your initial thoughts of the first you know five people that you met in the house. Right. And then. Beyond that, it's just uh, pointed questions about each of those people. Uh, I think what's interesting is what she says about Shohei, right? Where I, I love that she opens it up with, I guess he's a good guy. No, no wait, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a good guy. Like, <laughs> let, know, let, like, me, let me retract yeah, that I mean, last let's, statement. Yes, yeah. yeah let's, not be, <laughs> let's not be iffy about it. Let me walk that back. She's probably like, you know, her opinion is probably colored by the fact of how he left. You know, it was like mm, a shock mm. to everybody. Like, I guess he's a good guy. I mean, he did leave like that, but sure, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, though, she wasn't as forthcoming, though, about her feelings for him that she seemed to portray towards the end of her time at the house. Um, I, I feel like she was already kind of burying that by the time she left the house. And now she's just kind of over it, which is why she doesn't really bring it up at this point in the interview. Um. Because I was kind of surprised to see that wasn't more of a focal point that like maybe it was a misconnection sort of thing because she was talking about Rio. She was like, yeah, no, never mind. I was way more to Rio anyway. And I probably would have yeah. ended up going out with him more if I would have stayed in the house. Yeah. Or if Joe was one of the first people in the house. I, I love how much she hammered on that fact. It's like, 
man, I kind of wish he was one of the first yeah. people. I in the can't house. exaggerate no. it. I can't emphasize it enough. <laughs> yeah, that was the juiciest part of this whole thing. Was like how into him she seems during she likes this jocks. interview. Yeah, she yeah. likes jocks. She likes people, and she like Risico too. She said that people into sports tend to be good people, you know, in general terms. But um. I was, yeah, she was into him. You can see the sparkle in her eye when she would say his name. And um, you have to wonder, like, what what could have happened. I would never have pegged her to like that type of person, I guess. Myself. I think it could have happened if if she were to stayed because they they kind of hit it off right away. And I mean, like like she's been mentioning, like, he's just a very friendly person. He's like was instantly willing to get to know people. But, you know, they went. On that very brief trip to the Combini, maybe love could have bloomed from there. Yeah. <laughs> love blooms in the Combini. <laughs> love yes. blooms My on new the manga. Way, on the way to Coming the Combini. <laughs> Not in it. Not in it. Nah, no, no, no. I can't Before. believe I fell in love with my athletic boyfriend on the way to the Combini. A light novel by Robert Scarpinito. I was going to say, uh, is that a new anime? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it wrong to pick up girls Pending in a dungeon? approval. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, to bring it back to Shohei, though, I do think it's... it's There's a lot of insight in what she says about him in that... I don't think we see this much in the editing, but she says that he kind of has like an on and off switch where some days he's really nice, but some days it's... It's, it's like he has really in a bad mood, like he might click his tongue at you kind of a vibe, which... I imagine that might also factor into why she's a little like, eh, I don't know if I was in love, you know, kind of a vibe. Yeah, I kind of connect that comment too to what Shohei said in his interview that when he was just like hanging around, he was drinking a lot. Mm. He like went out of his way to point that out. Like I was, I was drinking a lot. I probably shouldn't have been, but I was. I wonder if he was just like super hungover most of the time to the point <laughs> that he missed out on opportunities to grow that relationship with Kauri yeah. because he was being grouchy. When uh, Emmy asked him for a drink, remember that hip pop pop. Hip -pop. He was like hesitant to do it. You know, he's like, I don't want to drink tonight. But then she did. He's like, All right, fine. So we can blame his alcoholism on Emmy. Squarely yeah, squarely squarely that night. yeah, exactly. I I will say, though, that I think between Shohei and Cowdy's interview interviews, you do get a little bit of insight about how Shohei was in the house because he said he was drinking a lot. Cowdy said he becomes irritable sometimes. And I think that was I think it was mostly due to Shohei's sort of inner turmoil. And I think it was a little worse than what we saw on the show because I mean, he was kind of in some sense having an inner battle, right? Like he was getting questioned about like what he wanted to do with his life a lot during his, his time on the show. And he was conflicted about, you know, should I focus on one thing? Should I focus on a million other things? You know, I mean, he was literally shown doing porn on the show. I mean, I can't imagine that's, I mean, that's, that's gotta be kind of stressful at the same time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, coin purse right I'll just say that okay <laughs> and he was also very upset because ruka kept the ac too low yeah even at night right. he was suffering in that house because kept of the ac cold. situation 
Yeah, does this the AC make him depressed? Does it make him sick? Does it? I just well, thought it was so strange irritated? for him to like go out of his way to be like the AC was too low all the time. <laughs> to me, well, guys, I, I think. Go ahead. I think it might have been. Well, you know, he he knows that his coin purse, his grundle, is going to be on TV. <laughs> And he doesn't want it to look it's small. If it's, <laughs> if it's always cold, it's always going to look not at its right size. I think oh that's what he was the most worried about. Jesus. Silly just burying her head in her hands. Yeah. I've never heard that word, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to Tadama. <laughs> The Grundle Cup. Educating you on all sorts of vocabulary. Um, yeah. Did, wait, go... did you, wait, wait, wait. Did you never okay. read Hansel and Grundle? Come on, mm-hmm. man. Get out of here. Jeez. I got a serious question. I want to go around the table. Okay, here down here in Central Texas, it gets hot AF. I mean, easily, you know, consecutive days over 100, 304. So the AC during the night is absolutely crucial. I'm just curious. Do you guys, like, crank the AC? Because I also... Um, I've heard a lot of people say they love cranking the AC and then just like bundling up with a bunch of blankets mm-hmm. in their bed and feeling cozy and they like mm-hmm. that. So they can't do that if it's not cold enough though. So they will crank the AC at night. Um, so, but then I know some people that just sleep with almost no clothes on and just like a no sheet or anything too. So I know some weird people. So fun fact for all you people out there, we don't have AC in here in Seattle. At least most <laughs> places don't. That's right. Uh, I, I do. So oh, yeah. well, daily special. Yeah, exception. AC I, flex. I, I don't feel confident enough to say most because I haven't been in everyone's apartment in Seattle. Why not? Um, but it's just common. Yeah. It's common Why to not, walk into Robert? a place and not have AC. Look, I've been in the 80% of them. All right. Okay. They don't know I have. <laughs> I'm making my way around. I'm very like Santa Claus. I just don't have the efficiency of doing it all in one night. Uh, I promote social distancing. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> that's That's been slowing me down too. Okay. Exactly. I, but I will say though, I can't really sleep though without covering up so usually have to be on the i have to be on the colder side in order to, to sleep well yeah you do like bundle you're a bundler Same. yeah so when I he bundle. said that when i don't run the ac even during the summer i was like you fucking monster i would hate that <laughs> i sweat i just get too hot and get sweaty i don't want to wake up in a pool of sweat Blah. maybe yeah and tokyo has to get humid in the summer like gross yeah you would think i mean maybe he's maybe an all-natural kind of guy Mm. Mm. he's just spread eagle maybe grundle. he was really god his grundle no. just out there for everyone Guys. to see <laughs> anyway he starfishes when he sleeps he just really misses uh taiwan because he seemed like in his interview he he seemed to really want to go back he was like i want to establish two bases one mm. here in japan and one in taiwan and i want to go back and forth mm. i'm like okay you do that. I got the sense that he wanted to just go back to where people wouldn't complain that he doesn't focus on anything. <laughs> it's like, mm. I'm getting too much heat over here. Everyone focus on life goals and shit. No one understands me, man. Going back See, to Taiwan. I got the opposite uh, feeling of that. Because for, for me, it was like, I don't know. Mo- most of his interview was not that interesting not gonna lie right it, it was very like what do you think of kenny what do you think of cowdy right um i mean the cowdy stuff is kind of kind of you know nice to dive into but i feel like where his face lit up and his eyes lit up and the passion uh was was really stirring for him is when they asked him about his thoughts on 
his work lifestyle, right? And that's where he like perked up, back was straight, chest puffed out. Like, I still think this whole idea of doing multiple stuff is right for me, right? And he kind of backpedals a bit on what he said in the show and says uh, something along the lines of, I know that I was a little harsh there. I just think that I don't want to criticize people who do one thing. I want to criticize a society that cherishes people who do one thing. You know, that was kind of like his, Mm -hmm. his main, that was the meat on his bones. That's why he was on this show for 17 weeks. So what do you mean when you say you feel opposite? Oh, uh, in that, I think when he wants to go back to Taiwan, I don't see that as a, uh, I want to escape. It's more, I want to establish two bases and become successful as an actor, as an artist, as an entertainer in two spaces to prove yeah, I can be interested in multiple things and still be a success in different countries. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And I and I think part of it, too, is like he also mentioned wanted to be closer to his friends, where his friends are and stuff like that. And I think right, that's what I, got, I yeah. think being in the house really took a mental toll on him. I think, you know, mental health is, is kind of low for him when he leaves the house. Um, yeah. And so I think he just kind of needs that to get back to that kind of work routine to, I don't know, recuperate a little bit. He was definitely hitting the ejector seat, you know, yeah. and he would have been happy if even Ruka didn't know he was leaving, you know, and the drinking, that was the biggest deal with, with his interview was that that was becoming a problem. And I was kind of oh. sad to hear that. And so if it is bad, then yeah, I don't blame him for trying to get out and leave that environment. If it's not gonna be good for your health or mental well-being. Right. At least he identified it early on, right. Instead of falling deeper into that pit. Yeah. It still was the craziest exit. I've ever seen mm. in Tara's house. Yeah. One the of them. S- strong entrance, super weak exit. Yeah. Right. Unique the, though. Yeah. That's kind of like the whole Shohei Kauri relationship. It was like, wow, this is happening. And then nope, 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 nope. Never happened. They kind of had yep. that one um, date where they went and drank beer. Mm. And yeah. That was kind of it. Right. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean they also had that heart to heart in the uh the playroom right where they both thought each other were like oh mm. aren't you dating someone else right at the engaged, end right? yeah and then uh that didn't lead anywhere either but i think this is a good uh segue for us to kind of maybe start talking about what do we think what do we think really happened there do we think something went wrong off camera do we just think you know stars didn't align or maybe they just really didn't like each other as much as they thought they did mm. I think um, my prediction is I think it truly was just sort of like neither of them were in a place mentally, physically, what have you, to sort of pursue that. I mean, it was obvious that Cowdy was going through a lot uh, with with stuff, uh, being unsure about her art and things like that. Shohei was going through a lot. Uh, Just I don't know. He just wasn't okay with where he was he wasn't necessarily comfortable or happy with where he was right um and so i i think he was a little too focused on that and he wasn't really so much focusing on the uh the coyote thing if at all um and I'm, not to mention he was focused on pursuing haruka for the longest time uh yeah. and so coyote i think she just kind of i mean after shohei leaves i mean he left you know what i'm saying like that was just missed opportunity at that point right um after having some time to think about it and digest what happened on the show and l- listening to these interviews 
you know, breaks my heart as a member of, as a founding member of the Cowrie Defense Force, along with you three. But I just think she liked him more <laughs> than he liked her. I think it was a friendship thing. I think it was too, maybe it wasn't the best terminology he used in that on that first day. He was like, I'm strongly drawn to you. Let's go drink. I don't know if that necessarily meant romance rather mm. than just being, hey, I really am interested in getting to know you. It doesn't necessarily mean romantically, right? Um, and then the, what really solidifies that for me is his attitude and his actions and the his mannerisms when he was around Emika. Because that to me was like, okay, he's this is how he acts when he's actually interested in a girl. You know, he, mm. it's, and it even said, I think he even said it made him want to focus on just being the best at one thing, didn't he? Am I pulling out of thin air? Didn't it, didn't he say he wanted to kind of change his philosophy? I thought for her, mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that. Okay, mm. I mean, I, I might be projecting that, but I thought something along those lines were said during one episode. But it, it was he was de- you could see a clear uh, gear shift with him when he was talking to Emika. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I think ultimately Shohei came in and was like, it's Terrace House. There's there's three girls, three boys. Romance is going to happen. Let me like take that first step and like stake the claim almost and was just like, yeah, I'm really drawn to Kauri because, you know, they always set them up with that. Who do you think is interesting? You know, what is your goal while you're here? So I think that was very much on his mind. And then as time went on and it came to the realization that it's like you can just hang out and do what you want he was like okay i'm doing that option yeah because even though cowrie's cool i'm not that into her but i think i think cowrie did have those feelings um you know i think she was really struck by that first that first statement and i don't think that ever really went away until it came to the realization that like yeah shohei's not here for that I think where I lie on this is more, I think it's a timing thing. I think because mm. neither of them, uh, from what I've gathered on the show in these interviews, I don't think either of them had enough of an interest for, you know, like Jack said, when Shohei had an interest in Emmy, like you could tell, right? And he could tell, Emmy could probably tell, right? Like there's that, there's that level of actionable, uh, personality that's going on where you're like i need to do something so i can be closer to that person right mm-hmm. i think for both of them for both shohei and Cowdy, there wasn't enough passion or enough um attraction there to lead to the point where they both want to pursue each other actively yeah. and then yeah. there wasn't that that right moment in time that would have kind of ignited a barrel under both of them you know what i mean it was just yeah. like yeah you're cute I think you're cute too. That's cool. Okay. Bye. Yeah. They're both bye. just too passive is what it is. They're both just, just too passive. You know, we've all kind of been there. I feel like where you're, some, you're really good friends. You gel really well personality wise with someone. And just for whatever reason, no one wants to make that first awkward step towards maybe something beyond friends. And it's okay. It doesn't have to go yeah. that way. It's cool to have friends. So let's transition over now to the other almost couple 
from the uh, first part of this season. Sigh. Kenny Risico. I, I kind of want to go around the room first. Where, where do we all stand on Kenny as a person and Risiko as a person? Just oh. where, where, where are we on that? Uh, nose goes. That works. Okay. This is a podcast. I'm jumping. I, I, I holistically, I liked Risiko. I liked what she brought to the show. I liked seeing her even when she was clearly in the wrong about some things. Um, I don't understand her thing with Kenny, and I don't understand Kenny. I think that's just ultimately, like, I do not understand this man. Just like, as a person. He's as just... a person. Like, his, pro like, I thought, like, we talked about, you know, six months ago in the entrance interviews, I was like, oh, I see, he's, like, in this. Like, he wants kids, like, he wants mm. that beach life. He has a very specific vision for himself, but then his actions really contradicted that throughout the show. So, if anything, he's, he's a very wishy-washy man. That's my opinion. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you give your opinion about Risiko? I like Risiko. Yeah, I like her too. I think that I was surprised. I think I learned something about Risiko watching these two exit interviews. I was surprised at how kind and gentle and caring she was i mean you saw it when ruka got sick and she ran yeah. to the store mm. and helped him out and gave him soup made sure he had everything he needed that was really nice but you kind of just you see that and then you see the girl fight and it you know see a, too much more of that caring side of her really throughout um so i'm glad to hear that uh, that was something that was really a big part of her personality and it makes a lot of sense that he'd be drawn to someone like that when you're looking to wife somebody up you know, that's kind of the, the traits I, I think he might have been looking for at the time. So I'm glad to hear that she's you know nicer because you just see her kind of more button heads and at, at odds with Haruka during her time in the house. Uh, parkour, of course, was that that awesome flip she did. That was like one of the highlights as well of her. So I, I like Risiko more, I think, after listening to these interviews with Kenny. <sighs> Where do I start, Kenny-san? Um, the man <laughs> overthinks everything he mm. over analyzes he's too worried about every tiny little detail and it is mind-numbing to hear him drone on about it i wanted to slap the shit out of him during his interview i was like dude this shut up shut up i just wanted to wring his neck like because he's like well if i do this then it'll be looked at by the other girls in this way and so if you're in it to try and do this then you really want to do this instead and that's why i was doing that and da 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 just like Oh my gosh! Can you just be a person, please? You know, I. But our uh, what? Our suspicions were pretty much confirmed when he came into the house. He didn't like anybody. Yeah. He didn't want to be with anybody. He's like, eh, I'm not going to be with any of these girls. Like, whatever. Like, dude. Okay. Like, have fun, but like, don't like sit there forever on it and just don't do nothing. Mm. Uh, before we dive too deep into his interview, I want to at least get Collins just. Off the cuff, where do you where do you stand? Yeah, sorry, I was talking. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was just I was just patiently listening. Um, so I, I'm kind of with Jack on on Kenny. I I think Kenny's interview was kind of frustrating, and I don't know. It just seemed more like Kenny being unsure. And I think the part of Kenny's interview that frustrated me the most was when he basically said that like I didn't want to get off the idea that I liked any given girl and, and kind of lead them on in any sort of sense. Um, and then he proceeds to break down like, like 
I would have dated this person or that person for so and so reasons. And like, (laughs) and it was like so much. Yeah. And he's like contradicting himself. And it just really frustrated me, man. It's like, that's, that's why everyone in the house was so frustrated with you. And like, it was frustrating to watch you because you weren't either doing anything or all of a sudden you like Risico because you sat there and overanalyzed everything a million times to one. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to do something to get my ratings up and I'm going to go after Risako. And it's like, I don't know, man. I I feel kind of bad, but like there's a lot of when I don't like somebody on Terrace House, there's a lot of there's, typically it's because they did something that's like blatantly inconsiderate or evil or, or something mm. of that ilk. With Kenny, he didn't really do anything like that. So I kind of feel bad saying that I don't like him for the reasons I don't like him. I don't like his stupid hair. I don't like his singing voice. <laughs> I don't like his band. I don't like the way what he did on didn't do on Terrace House. I don't like the way he left. Like I'm just struggling to find things I like about it. Is he a bad person? Probably not. Did he do anything that deserves this? Probably not. But I just I don't appreciate anything he brought to the show. No. Oh, see, I, and I think that's that's part part of why I am not. Like, I don't hate Kenny. That's, you know, hate's a strong word. Uh, but I do think he's a little bit of uh, one of the weaker house members. Like, once once we start looking at the annals of Terra's house history, I think he's not going to be mm. one of the well-regarded ones. And I think it's not because of thing evil things he did do, right? I think it's more the fact that he didn't do his inaction. I think that was the big sticking point. I think the evil thing he did was not doing anything, right? Um, right he did a lot of thinking about doing stuff and not doing it right he did a lot of being scared of consequences he spent a lot of time with that right they they talk like they ask him about the girl fight right and he says that he looking back he regrets not going after risico at the time but also his initial thought was if i do something it will cause chaos and i'm like okay no hold on (laughs) like they're kind of fighting over you and like you could do anything and sure it'll cause chaos. That's just the state of the world. Entropy is a thing, but it probably would have been a better outcome or at least a more yeah. amicable one. Haruka was into the chase while she, the chase was on, but then he the chase got too hard and she lost interest. Go ahead, Daly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what speaks to Kenny the most more than any of like the lip service he gave in this interview, which, you know, he was like, Oh, the, we were, you know, passive boys because I didn't want to lead anyone on. Like, what's more leading than setting up, like, a really romantic date on a rooftop in, like, a cozy little hammock and then not doing anything? That's given some really wishy-washy vibes, and that's who he is, and I don't think he's recognized that, especially in his interview. I don't think that he has that kind of, like, self-awareness. Wasn't that something that he touched on where he's like, well, I need to first decide which girl I like. And then once I know, then I'll give them my all and I'll just completely ignore the other girls. But if I were to date them all or kiss one of them or blah, 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 shut the fuck up. Like, wasn't he he going on about that shit? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I can't hold it in, guys. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Yes. Yes to all, all of what you're saying, Jack. Um, but also, what it really comes down to is that if you're going to like be passive or 
not talk about certain things or talk about who you like or be honest on camera. Things are and a show like this stuff is going to be assumed about you. Stuff is going to be presumed. Stuff is going to be put on you. Right. And that's why we had the panel saying that, like, hey, man, either just like shit or get off the pot. You know what I'm saying? Like, are, are, are you just here to promote your band self-promotion right, right, is right. all you're here for? And that's that's why you got all these assumptions thrown at him. And like to Dave's point, the roof thing happens and he doesn't do a damn thing. because He's sitting there overthinking and analyzing everything. Mm. Can I ask this room a question this virtual room because we're all practicing social distancing yes there's there's a moment in his interview that i really want to analyze and he makes a really big point about how he won't hit on anyone until essentially until he's in love with them gosh am i am i missing something or is that like really fucking dumb no that is super fucking dumb especially (laughs) because he said about Kauri, he was like, I don't really believe in, like, friendship between men and women. And it's like, so what? You're just, like, stalking people, like, from afar until it's like, yeah, I'm definitely in love with her. Because <laughs> if you get to know her, you're friends with her then, and you don't believe in friendship between men and women. So, I mean, that's misogynist, <clears throat> isn't then, it? Yeah. Like, and then, <laughs> and, and, then, hell. and then you see the other side of the coin, or Risiko's like, well, all of a sudden he just liked me. And I was like, where's that come from? Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. Right. And it's also like hella dangerous where if you're only going to hit on someone when you quote unquote love them, like you're already way more invested in this not relationship than she is, you know, like you're setting yourself up for failure and for awkward situations and probably for no one to love you back. He sounds like a bad Ted Mosby. And oh, God, I don't want to I don't want to dwell on this too much at all because it's not really what I focus on. But I'm kind of on that camp of that you should question like boys and girls being friends. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I also don't think it's misogynist, just that ethos either. You know, I think it comes from his own life experience, you know, with that. So I think, yeah, I think it's a debate maybe for another time. Um, but yeah, just want to touch on it. Yeah. yeah I it, mean, you can at least say that he, maybe he's just saying that he struggles to be friends, just friends with girls, I guess is maybe. Well, he's worried about I got to log off. He's worried about friends all the, with the He's worried about all the girls yes. going to be chasing him down when they hear him sing. Remember, he overanalyzes that, too. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, he just thinks he's hot shit. Yeah, like in his mm. world, that's like his Trump. Like, he immediately mm. knows, like, mm. if I ever need to get laid, I can just turn oh, on the pipes. And, I really like this yeah, girl. I better not take her within 500 yards of a karaoke bar somewhere lest she <laughs> asks to go in. Yeah, then there, she'll, like, singer Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Why don't I realize it now? It's just all humble bragging, like R slash I have sex sort of stuff. Like, yeah, really stuff. though. He didn't. I wish he had sex on this show. That would have been do, entertaining. Do I mean, yeah, it would have been better than being passive as shit. Uh, here's yeah. the thing. This is my my final take, I guess, on Kenny is that this is the Terrace House bump in its worst form. Here, you know, people now know that the Terrace House bump is a thing. You know, so they're coming in with goals and with aspirations beyond just living in a house and getting to know people. You know, and so this mm. is when it really rears its ugly head. Um, and then you just get like the, the extra added on bonus that he's not attracted to anyone in the house either in the initial days. So it led to a lot of boredom, (laughs) a lot of like what's going on here and, and look who we got when he left. We got fucking Pepe. We got Rio fucking two awesome dudes. And I'm having a lot of fun with them in the house now. A lot of fun. Yeah. My, my final thought here with, with, uh, Kenny is I think he's a lying shitbag. 
Um, hey. Maybe. maybe. He kinda, his intro interview, right? Like, when I saw him in his fuck bus with Jesus watching over him, I thought, this is a man of God who wants to get married and have kids at the humble age of 31. And that's fine. I think that's great. That's a good goal to have. I'm not, I'm not here to be against it. And then he ends his exit interview with until Risa go absolutely rejects me. I'm never going to stop pursuing her, but also (laughs) we don't need to be in a relationship. I'm fine. If we're just close, we don't need to date. And I'm like, hold on. That's like, you know, that doesn't lead to marriage usually. Right. Uh, it was so awkward. I've never seen a. Is this even considered a courtship? I don't even know a coupling. I've just, I've never seen anything like this played on TV. Like it was really clumsy, and I can only fault the editor so much. I think a lot of it had to do with Kenny. More, so, he probably gets the lion's share of the blame in my book for how weird this whole coupling was or non-coupling was, whatever the hell it is. Ugh. Yeah, and. Because of all this, like all all the things, like this is my final thought about Kenny. Like, no wonder Risiko really questioned and didn't give him like a straight answer as far as like, are we together? Are we not? Because she's been observing this like firsthand the whole time, whereas we only got like a secondhand part of this. No wonder she's like, I don't know if I really want to like commit to this. I need to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because, I don't. Oh. I was just gonna say, like, based on all we know, like. Is he real? You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know. Well, I mean, he, he's he's probably a real person. Well, yeah, but is he being himself? Hmm. Truly, like around Versaco, you know what I'm saying? Like because based on his behavior, right? Because she she said in her exit interview, like I it was out of nowhere that Kenny's like, hey, I like you. Like I wasn't yeah. expecting it, and so hmm. that tells her it's like, oh, is is he really being? who he really is on the show right now. Hmm. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about kind of where they're at today and like current updates, or do you want to kind of delve a little bit more into Risiko's interview? Cause we kind of glossed over a little yeah, bit. I, I think let's, let's shift gears into Risiko's interview, right? Cause there's a lot of tidbits there. that I think we shouldn't miss. Yeah. That aren't just related to Kenny. Right. Definitely. Um, one I want to focus on is her fight with Haruka. Of course, of course, you're going to ask her about that, right? That was one of uh, Risiko's defining moments in Terrace House. Um, I hey, found I'm it... sick of your victim narrative. Dun dun dun. Yeah, that was a fucking line. And then and then Chad Kroger's fucking plays underneath <laughs> all of it. Um, but no, I think it was interesting to me. I think this maybe kind of ties into what Jack was saying about Risiko earlier, and that she's very kind. Uh, even after the fight, she kind of tried to be like, Hey, let's, let's still be friends afterward. Right. But how to go is very, uh, I can't just be friends with you right after that fight. Like, give me some space and time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, man, it, that whole fight, like Risiko did not come out the other end of like looking good on that fight no. either. And I mean, it's understandable that Haruka, like, wanted some space, right? And she wanted to, like, hey, like, we can't be friendly right after that. That was a pretty, like, it was a rough time, and we caused each other a lot of stress, hmm. you know? So you kind of got to get away from that that source of stress for a little while, I think. Yeah. So When people need space, I think that should just generally be respected. So I I get Haruka in this case, but I think it was, I guess, good 
of Risiko as a whole to try to mend that bridge rather than just burn it. Yeah, it was. it's at least just like her sunny disposition towards life. That's like the vibe I got out of her. And I'm kind of personally very curious uh, if slash when we see Haruka's exit interview as Tadaima the show, I'd be very curious to see what Haruka's side of the the girl fight end mm, is, mm, you know, mm. like how yeah. she feels about Risiko. You know, one of the things that sticks out to me in Risiko and I want to say Kaori's interview too, their exit interviews is when they talk about Ruka a little bit, it kind of had me think like, okay, wait a second. Is my initial theory about Ruka actually being a secret player correct? Because they said that he came across it sometimes as actually man manly and he can, he, you know, he has uh, Risiko walk on the inside of the sidewalk to protect her from any cars that might be passing whenever he's drinking. He's always offering her drinks you know, he, he's a lot easier to speak to off camera. And then Cowrie said that he also seems like he's one of the popular kids in high school. That's the vibe they got. And it's like that junior was high not, school, junior high school. That was not conveyed on the show at all. It's a completely different characterization and made me think like, yeah, this guy's like a secret player. Remember, I was saying that early on. So I don't know. It's mm -hmm. just like feeding that theory. Maybe. Well, I think he was doing it without knowing it is, is more so what happened. Mm. Um. And I, I don't know, to me, when Risiko brought up Ruka and he, and she was talking about the mainly things he would do, it came across to me that she was kind of scrambling to find something to say about Ruka that came across that way to make him look better. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. That's, that's the way it came across to me because it didn't seem like stuff that like, okay, that's, that's great, but it's, there's, there's no bigger gestures than that. It's just that those, those two small things. I don't know. Yeah, I, th I think I'm, um, I'm on that boat. Ruka Defense Force come at me uh, in that I think these <laughs> these interviews don't make Ruka look great. Uh, they make no. him look maybe a little better in terms of the manliness thing. But let's look at what Kenny said about Ruka. He like, quote, Kenny said he knew so little about his future that if he didn't know what he like, if he wanted it or not, you know, he knew so little about the career path he chose that whole being an actor mm. right and in yeah. the same way with shohei i think shohei was said like uh what was it exactly he said uh, he doesn't know if ruka is mature or innocent or innocent but at least he's gentle like it's it's a very like conceding like i guess this is the compliment i'll give him i mean don't forget <laughs> yeah. to like you know i don't want to hold his feet to the fire too much because he is 20 yeah he's yeah. figuring it out he's allowed to you know i, I yeah i don't want to blame him too much it's just he would say fucking crazy shit <laughs> <laughs> and just like mm -hmm. it's okay but he's learning mm -hmm. too and he's learning on a sh on a worldwide show on netflix we get to see him grow up before our very eyes and i still exactly. want to give him credit i don't want to dunk him too hard because i do want to give him credit because i can't remember who brought it up if shohei it might have been who brought it up but yeah. ruka um you know is at least willing to learn and he's listening to people attentive and diligent yeah so at least yeah. you know give him credit there and, and we have and yeah. we do yeah, and I, I love how even in these interviews we find reason to talk about Ruka. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. He came up yeah, for him. Talk about Ruka. Yeah, and and my favorites in in Cowdy's when they asked about her going out to dinner with Ruka, and she was totally not expected to be asked out to dinner. She wasn't oh, yeah. expecting it at all. She was on <laughs> her kid art, art supplies. Yeah. And then and then she ended up paying for him because she's like, mm -hmm. I'm eight years older than him. I should pay. Well, well, yeah. man, and she's imagine, like, okay. I wouldn't have thought about it if he would have just insisted. Dude, what could have been because she said if he had paid for it smoothly, it could have worked out. Guys, who 
people. Who do we know that pays for shit smoothly on Terrace House? It's Rio. He's the yeah. man. He's the master of making restaurant dates very comfortable and um, seamless. So they, ooh, you would have loved to seen what, what may happen. It totally Rio, is the Rio biggest misconnection. To, Rio needs to, he needs to teach Ruka a couple moves. I, I think. I don't know how Rio like. feels about Kauri, but uh, it seems like it would have been a thing, a thing, a thing. If not right. for London, at least. At least for Cowdy, it would have been a mm. absolutely a thing. Yeah, she was saying, like, you know, if with he was one of the first guys there, I'm sure I would have gone out to eat with him first. Like, mm. dang, crush it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Lisako. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, let's, it's let's funny, wheel it back. Though, because the same way that, like, Cowdy kind of talked about Rio is the way that Lisako, like, her original opinion of Ruka. And mm-hmm. she kind of like backs that up a lot in this in this interview. She's like, no, like Ruka's great, and he's like my best friend, and like, it, I think it, it's like it's almost to me like a misconnection in the sense that they did have that initially, and you know we had that moment of like be my boyfriend and everything, but somewhere along the way she just realized like he has a lot of growing up to do, and I don't mm-hmm. think I'm equipped to handle that. And that's totally fine. That's not, you know, you don't have to take that on. But right. I think that maybe if things had been just a little different, we would have seen Risiko and Ruka be a thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing Risiko points out with Ruka, right, is that uh, she started questioning his romantic in- her romantic interest in him, right? Because of, he still needs to grow up a little bit. And then at that same time, he started expressing interest in Haruka and her Harley, mm-hmm. well, like, and wanting a Harley and all that, right? Uh, and then we also see him later in the show jump toward Cowdy out of nowhere, right? To which Cowdy says, mm. I'm flattered that he likes me, but I also wondered, like, why? Because we don't talk ever. So part of me kind of <laughs> wonders. Yeah, I'm lo- I love that that was explicitly stated, but also does make me wonder, what does Ruka look for in a romantic partner? Uh, if pulse. anything. <laughs> He's like every pulse. girl in the house. Every single girl that has come in, besides, I think Hana might be the first one. Yeah, that he's not trying to pursue. Of her. Yeah, well, right, because like, she could beat the shit out of him. Young man, I'll get my luggage. It's fine. But uh, you know what I mean? I think she's the first one. But every other female has walked in the house. He has been like, "I want to date you. I want to date you. I want to date you." Yeah. So I think he's just maybe trying to figure it out who he likes. Maybe he. Does, I think the easiest answer is he doesn't know himself, and he's trying to figure mm-hmm. it out. He's lived too sheltered of a life to yeah. really be tested. Yeah, he hasn't experienced much, it seems like. Mm. He does, I hope he knows where the uh, button is on the washing machine now, like his dad asked in his oh in- entrance interview. Yeah, it, it's oh down underneath. Like, you got to lift the washer up. <laughs> I hope and, his exit yeah. interview is, like, in a laundromat, and he's like, I found it. <laughs> and pushes it. <laughs> I got it, Dad. It's, it's Dad. just a 10-second video. <laughs> I found it. Yeah. Beep. End. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that interview is going to be something else, you guys. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, uh, <laughs> I hope it's with his grandma. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so let's let's put our concluding thoughts together here for Risiko and Kenny. Back back to what we were originally. Oh, kind of shaped. Yeah, from, right. Yeah. So yeah, their Jack. updates are basically. I daily looked it up. I guess they're hanging out. There's they're somewhat... hanging out, but no one can confirm romance. Like <laughs> like they definitely hang out, but. Like from people watching live streams and looking at their social media, no one is like 
it, there's no like yeah. big like inner relationship signs. Yeah, the band is popular still. Spicy Soul is more popular than ever. They're getting tons of streams on Spotify. Um, Risico, very exciting. She got Nike endorsements, which as a parkour person, like what yeah. the hell else do you want? That's the dream right there. She's got some really attractive ads going up with Nike. And so badass. I would say that, okay, they're definitely banging, right? I mean, a million percent. They're definitely, I think. it's. The, but oh, I think they just want to keep it secret. I think they want to focus on their careers, and they're smart enough to know that maybe, or may, maybe not smart enough to know that's the wrong way to put it, but maybe they're just concerned that if they are in um, relationships, their careers will be compromised in some way. You know, we've seen it play out before in Terrace House where people are trying to do that um, to varying degrees of success. But I think they're definitely... So there's some stuff going on. They're definitely smooching. They're definitely Tetris. Smooching. Tetrising up. I mean, they almost smooched on the show. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. A half smooch. Yeah. And Risiko said if he was more smooth about it, he just like made it happen real quick. She would have been more okay with it. Mm. Yeah. That's a tricky one. That can be said for a lot of things that but Kenny tried and failed at. It didn't work for yeah. Shohei when he tried to be smooth. <laughs> so it's slippery slope. Yeah. Shohei on um, O&D. OND show. Yeah, so I think overall the takeaways for for Kenny and Risiko, I was I mean it's it's been recorded on this show very clearly. I was happy when Kenny left. Yes. I was just tired of his wishy-washy nature on the show and him not doing anything being very passive. And it definitely rubbed me the wrong way when he all of a sudden decided to res- pursue Risiko out of seemingly nowhere. Um and then they had the whole watermelon thing and him playing her a song and it was just real cheesy and didn't feel earned whatsoever to me. Mm. I don't know. Um, so overall, like Risiko as an individual was fine in the house. And I think the fight that between her and Haruka, even though it left me feeling worse about Risiko, it was entertaining to watch. That's for sure. Um, and I think overall, I, I think she was a good addition to the house because I think parkour is really interesting as a career choice. I think she's, background wise one of the more interesting people we've had on the show um and i'm happy to have had her on the show um i just wish things between kenny and and risico were a little bit more interesting get spider-man in that parkour park why didn't he ever go with her i don't questions i'll always ask never took advantage of that Hmm. yeah so that's it i think yeah i think that's it i think it's just uh they're they're still friends they're maybe something more they're banging you, no, they're banging. They're I'm getting married next lines. week. Um, I don't tongue know. Down. I, yeah, they're tonguing down. Tongue down. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, oh, that's a throwback. Uh, I don't know. I just, I can't really say I feel one way or the other about like whether I'd guess if they're really banging or not. Because I don't know. Maybe I just don't care about Kenny. Like he's fine, but it's gonna, just going to be honest, y'all. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard for me to care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we got better prospects now in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's fine, right? I think across Terrace House, like, there are people I've I've probably forgotten about, maybe from Aloha State especially, right? Like, that's just going to be how it is. And I, yeah. I worry that maybe Kenny might be one of them, you know, a couple years down the line where I'm just going to be like, Kenny, who's yeah. that? Oh, yeah, Kenny. For for me, it was just so promising with his entrance interview and the bus and everything and the band. It You know, the bus was barely in Terrace House, like, one or two episodes. Oh, yeah. there were, I remember there were Instagram posts of the roommates partying and standing on top of the bus. So <gasps> the bus was at the house and they were partying around it and amongst the, 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 you know, the roommates and, and the bus and everything. It was a good time. So those mm. photos are out there. 
They were partying there. Why did they never show it on the show? I'll never know. I, I think the bus should have had an exit interview. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of beeps at the camera. Yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah. Honka Kong. Hong Kong. That's the goose. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I think that that wraps up this little dissection, this little holistic look at some of the four of the six original members of the house. As as we are right now at the end of part two, Haruka and Ruka still remain, although Haruka probably not for long, considering she's about to leave. Right. Um. Yeah. So that 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 wraps us up here. Uh, I think still... the biggest takeaway. Just want to say, I think the biggest yeah. takeaway from this whole thing is thank God for Pepe. Love you, yeah. Pepe. You've been on a Pepe <laughs> tip, you, man. yeah, for the last week here. You're in love. Uh, so we're still running that Terrace House Deathmatch Panic contest. Oh, yeah. We're actually in the finals of it. We're in the final week. Uh, the final matchup is between Armand and uh, Lauren Sai. So sound your votes now. The link is in the description. I'm what honestly surprised that those are yeah that those are the top two. I'm just not wearing these results. Oh, I forgot we didn't even talk about it in pre-production, but here you go. Hello. <laughs> there you go. Armand yeah. beat who again? Um, Armand beat Subasa. Oh my gosh. Well, oh damn. And then oh, Lawrence I beat uh, Taka. Lauren, Taka. Yep. Right. And they wow. were both pretty big wow. margins. It was like almost 65 to 75%. Lawrence I made it to the end. Damn. Yeah. What's I'm telling wrong? you, man, her mutant powers that, uh, mutant, what's one I haven't powers. said yet. The fact that she can turn into, she can teleport around like Nightcrawler. Yes. Gives right. her a huge edge. We'll see. We'll see. Come on, Armand. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for Armand here. Come on, Armand. <laughs> so yeah, sound off your votes. This is it. The finale. We will announce the final results in our next episode, which will be at the end of March. So it's very thematically appropriate. Yes. Uh, for a theme that we're not doing. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, theories, any concerns, anything you think we missed with this episode, feel free to email those things to us at questions at terracehousepodcast.com. Uh, as always, we love the fact that you listen to us and we are so happy to see everyone kind of come together on Discord and on Twitter and on Instagram and all of that to just celebrate Terrace House as much as we do. Um, but if you happen to want to support us a bit more, if you think the work we do is valuable and does something for you and helps you out in these trying times. Uh, we do have a buy me a coffee link in the description below, but you know, def- definitely use the money how, how you need to in these trying times for sure. Yes. And uh, real quick, just want to thank the people that have bought us coffee so far. You guys are the best. I knew I loved Canada. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. Hell yeah. Uh, you can catch us next Tuesday. We're going to do the Lost Tapes Part 2, where we cover the Another Terrace Clips from Part 2 of Tokyo 2019-2020. Uh, we will probably do a similar thing that we did last time we did it, where we're going to pick out some highlights uh, from all of the Lost Tapes or all the Another Terrace Clips. Uh, but of course, feel free to watch all of them. We will talk about them holistically and dive deep into quite a few of them. I hope there's probably, some good ones. Good deal. Yeah. Sam, I hope we get something on the level of Shohei's Tooth again. Yeah. Last one was oh, pretty God, that good. was so good. So I oh, hope yeah. we, yeah. High bar. Sure. High bar. If, you, if you don't know what we're talking about, check back like 13 episodes ago. Yes. Shout out, shout out to Shohei's Tooth. Shohei's <laughs> Tooth interview. The seventh roommate. The seventh member. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this has been Tadaima. Thanks for listening. Itakimasu.
We hope you enjoyed the show. You can follow us on Instagram at Tadimagram, on Twitter at Tadimapod, and check out our YouTube channel, Facebook group, and the brand new Discord server, all linked in our show notes.